Welcome to the Shit Dads Podcast. This one's for all the dads who need to hear that they're actually doing all right by listening to the stuff other dads do that mums hate. We all do dumb stuff and things we regret. This pod isn't about sunshine and lollipops and looking like the perfect dad on social media. You know it's rubbish. We know it's rubbish. Let's focus on all the stupid things we do as dads so the new guys can learn from our stuff ups. No judgment here, blokes. Done. Microphone! Mic, mic. Output. Decibels. Audio. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast with Nick and Cam. You've stuck with us like your kids' hands to anything they touch after eating a lollipop. We've been so pumped to see so many people tuning in and the feedback we've got so far, so keep it coming. Last episode, we chatted about the dad bod. How good was that, Cam? It was awesome. Favourite so far. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, so go back and have a listen. We had a blast recording it, so we hope you had a blast listening. If not, uh, we can't be friends anymore because that's our favourite one so far. Uh, so let's do it all again. This is episode four where we're talking about a little bit of mental health. Mental health can be measured as your cup. All right, hold with me, Cam. Let's not get too serious yet. Two cups? Mm, Two girls, one cup. Maybe. <laughs> maybe later. <laughs> Let's talk about a mental cup. Gross. <laughs> Cameron. Let's talk about the mental cup. But our mental cup so far, we don't want to get too serious, has Moana and that frozen bitch on it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right. So every time you argue with your wife, your kid poops on the floor... Or your kid's bowl full of fucking cornflakes or whatever just falls on the floor and splats everywhere. You know, you're like, my hair's stand on end just even thinking about that. But anyway, we'll get on with it. Um, your cup starts filling up. Now, every time you talk to someone, like we're doing now, or you're at work talking with mates or whatever, your cup stops filling up. All right? So what I'm getting at is it's not weak to speak. So obviously, that's the whole crux of this episode it's not weak to speak let's not let that cup fill up because we'll talk about it soon but yeah once it overflows it can be catastrophic now last week we spoke a little bit about mental health i guess and how it connects to dad bod and being healthy mm. um, how's today going to be different so now we're not talking about man boobs for one um and for two yeah mental health on from the side of being a parent and how we can combat it how to deal with it like, neither of us are bloody psychologists, yeah. but we can go draw off our own sort of um, experiences because you know yourself. You, you've wound yourself up. Your kids have pissed you off in more often than not, but you, they piss you off. You've, your cup's full and you're just about to explode. Yeah. That's when you need to have, like, ways of just calming yourself down and de-amping. Definitely. Let's get into it. Let's talk about mental health. Right, let's kick it off with something light in our Disney cup. What what does your Disney cup have on a cam? Mine's got Moana. Uh, no, mine's all about Anna from Frozen. Oh yeah, because you got the little girl, don't you? So she's yeah. she fall into Frozen at the moment. She goes between the different princesses. She went through the Moana stage, Frozen stage now, and then also Beauty and the Beast. You know what annoys me about Frozen though? That fucking snowman. <laughs> yes, I do. Like, 
down to his voice. It just pisses me off. Anyway, calm down, Nick. <laughs> Your cup's filling up. Right, how are you nude? Not you, but when have you found your kid butt naked or even just like bits out and it just <laughs> embarrasses the shit out of you? I'm going to start because my kids, most nights after dinner, one strips down, thinks it's hilarious and the rest piss themselves laughing and decide to strip down too. And then with, before you know it, it's like the opening scene of Home Alone <laughs> and there's people running around in every, all different directions. Mostly it's naked, but me and Mel are trying to wrangle them up and, and get them upstairs for a bath. But um, I want to talk about a friend's kid. Same age as my middle, Mr. Four. He just has no shame in getting it all out and, and um, showing the world what he's got to play with. But one day at school, we were doing the school drop-off. It was pouring rain, so all the parents and kids were standing under cover. And, yeah, we wouldn't handle it these days with the social distancing and stuff because everyone was like shoulder to shoulder. This awesome dude has decided, nah, I need a wee. He hasn't like said, Mum, let's go to the toilet. He's just ran out in the middle of this massive courtyard the size of a 25-metre pool, dropped his dax around his ankles and that little boy wheezes. <laughs> He just, all he's doing is look, he's got his hands on his hips and he's looking back at mum going, check this out. <laughs> it's only so long that it's acceptable, up to a certain age. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> We're going to get away with it at age 32, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in their nature. You can't be mad at that. Like, I still give, I give the parent a bit of grief about it because it's just, it wasn't my kid. <laughs> it wasn't my kid. So like, you, you just can't be mad. I got chatting with the boys at work about it and, um, and one of them, his is the same. They're just like, whenever they feel like it, they just strip down and, and get jiggy with it. But one day he had a ladder up against the house and he's like working in the shed and yeah. um, he's running around in his nappy. He turned around. He's like, oh, shit, I haven't seen an old mate for a little while. What do I do? And um, he turned around. He's like, oh, no. His wife's running up to the shed from the house and screaming, he's on the roof. He's on the no. roof. <laughs> <laughs> we man was on the roof, starkers, laughing his head off. <laughs> wow. Where have you found your kids, starkers? Oh, mine is similar to yours, where it's generally that, that kind of witching hour period where they just turn absolutely feral. Five o'clock, between five and seven, after dinner, before dinner, after bath time. Literally, they, they, they wrestle, they like to strip off, get naked. Uh, bite each other, and then as mentioned previously, we and poo on the floor is pretty standard. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why it is that time of day. It's just I guess they're tired and they've you know they've gone a little bit psycho and crazy. Um, but it's yeah, it's and they know that bath time's coming as well, so they love to just strip off there. But um, I was talking to a, I was talking to my brother-in-law. He's got some good good stories about his two-year-old. She uh, has gone through this stage where she decided they, they put her down for her naps, and she'll just strip off naked take off nappy and everything, and then he'll go in and have a nice little wet surprise for him to clean up. Oh. So, um, how level-headed are you on a scale of one to the guards outside Buckingham Palace? <laughs> I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty level-headed most of the time. People don't think I'm too, uh, get too, too fired up, I would say. Yeah, you are pretty calm. Yeah. To be fair. Well, I used to, used to be more calm, and then kids certainly <laughs> yeah. you on that. Yeah, your stress levels peak. <laughs> but yeah, I like to think I'm just as level-headed as wife. Um, I am in certain ways, but not so much others. And that would be bath time and bedtime. Yeah. 
bath and bed. If they start playing up at bath time, I know it's just going to be a bad time yeah. the whole night until they're asleep. Um, but yeah, wife went out with her friend one night and it was bedlam. It was like the, yeah, like I said before, the opening scene of Home Alone with them all running in different <laughs> directions. It was just extreme. I felt like lying down in the corner in the fetal position. Um, yeah, it's brutal. Like, the, like kids don't always listen. Um, and like you said, usually even less at bedtime. Um, I don't know how she does it when I'm on night shift, Sadie, mm. but you know, I'm not going to tell her that. Like, <laughs> you just say, yeah, no, nah, it was all good. Perfect. No worries at all. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was definitely above my pay grade, yeah. like the bedtime bath and bed routine by myself. What about you? You've been left with something above your pay grade? Oh, yeah. I, I've had, the, had a couple of, you know, the wife on girls long weekends staying in a little hotel in the city or something like that. You've done a whole weekend? I've done one, I think I've done one night and then maybe two once. Um, that's that's when it's too nice, you got to call in reinforcement. Oh, shit, yeah. You need to get parents along, just take them out, take one of them, just any help you can get at all because, yeah, I don't know how you do three for an entire night. Marg and Gaz come and share the load? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. that's the way to go. <laughs> what about Ben? No. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. <laughs> um, no, but I've also I, I, I often I often get the missus giving me this, this list of 20 things to remember to say and do and ask about when we do daycare drop off I mean that doesn't seem that confusing that shouldn't be above my pay grade but when you're there or when you're trying to wrangle them for some reason you just you, you forget it all it all goes out the window my just way I live life is if it's not written down and it's not part of my daily routine, yes. you can't get angry if I don't That's do it. That's right, yeah. It's got to be almost lipsticked onto the wall for me <laughs> to remember it. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, once um, once you're left with the kids by yourself, there's only one weapon to use. Do you have one? I do. Mine is daddy voice. <laughs> do you have daddy voice? I sure do. Oh, my God. It's like it scares me sometimes. Like you just startle yourself. I can imagine you, do you just start with your numbers? You just start going, one, Oh, growl two. yell. It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. It's a growl yell. It's like, one, <laughs> two, like clenched teeth and everything. And once they hear those numbers start coming out, it's like, whoa, yeah, Serious. let's not test that anymore. Yeah. But it's priceless, isn't it, Daddy Voice? Um, if you put a dollar figure on it, I reckon it'd be enough to cover day fe- daycare fees. Okay. Like, yep. 800 plus a fortnight. <laughs> they don't miss you. Christian and, t- Christian and say, that's how they get you. Daycare fees. Have kids, daycare fees. That's how they get you. That's why it's just doing the one. <laughs> yeah, like, no, uh, the wife could be going off with the kids. No worries. Like, I'll be sitting back doing something out, and I'll hear her starting to wind up, and I'm like, all right, I better go help. And you walk in with dad voice. <laughs> and it's game over. <laughs> they all, at least, they, you, like, you get their attention. They might not always listen, but you definitely get the attention for a little bit. Um, could be used for bloody rounding them up, pushing a point home, getting attention, discipline. Oh, yeah, I'll leave that where it is. Um, but yeah, there's definitely not many more satisfying things uh, or parenting wins than dad voice. Um, but yeah, don't get me started on dad stare. Dad stare? Oh, yeah. I haven't whipped that one out have yet. Have you seen the meme? That meme was like the... Uh, no, <laughs> he's like there's Denzel Washington, I think it is, and he's like got the hillbilly outfit on, like the dirty beard, and he's like looking like wide-eyed, <laughs> cross-eyed, and his gritted teeth, every vein in their head's popping. Yeah, I, I got that every now and then. 
I don't it use works. it too often, so it does work on it. Yeah, I'll like I'll use the dad voice, and I'll go, and then they'll look, and I'll go with the stare. It even scares me, mate. Doesn't do much to me. <laughs> no, well, I haven't, I haven't tried the stare, but I've done the I've done the daddy voice. You had a good dad voice. Good one. Yeah, we went to a stage where. It seemed to be the only thing to make my uh, make my oldest go to sleep. Dad voice at night yeah, time. Yep, yep. Cut it out. None of this nonsense. Getting let's get right into it. That'd be like having a coffee at night time. Keep you awake for hours. <laughs> yeah. Scare them away. <laughs> uh, but also, you know, your kids might be the same. Where they understand sometimes there's a bit more of an empty no. It's like no, don't do that. You know, sit down or eat dinner, whatever. But then there's the serious no, where it's. You're about, they're about to walk into traffic or on the road or something, and yeah. you're like, you say, you need your big daddy voice, yeah. and then that makes them stop in their tracks. Ah! Yeah, I busted out a bit of that. <laughs> Have you got a daddy fix? Got a couple of daddy fixes. There's nothing more impairing than a daddy fix. I agree. Like you can be, you, you can use it in like a condescending sense. Like if if wife can't open something, or like you just go. Daddy fix? <laughs> and they're like infuriated after that. <laughs> you can use it for the kids, changing batteries in a toy or something, or charge the iPad, or like what Mr. Four I was carrying on the other day is like, I want my iPad, I want my iPad. And I was like at the stage of the day where I was just like, fuck off, whatever, <laughs> take it. You got 20 minutes. And I was like, I was sitting back, happy days, and he starts, it's not working! Like full blown tantrum and I was like what is happening and he's he's like he's not working he starts bawling and I was, I was like hey daddy fix and he looks at me and hands it to me and I was like oh yes <laughs> so yeah you can use it for things like just something as simple as plugging the bloody iPad in um, or pumping a ball up out in the backyard surprising how much handy stuff I've had to learn from YouTube and Google um, to have a basic knowledge to pull off a daddy fix because you know me like growing up I was not wasn't the handiest person you know like did a bit of shop a eh? but <laughs> there's only so much like a, a a dowel joint or a dovetail <laughs> joint can do like it doesn't work for everything <laughs> that's right I was the same but yeah you, as you as you go you learn a heap of stuff off, off YouTube and um, that's more for the wife daddy fixes but the kids daddy fixes are usually quite easy that's right. What do you do? Well, sometimes I feel like MacGyver, you know. MacGyver? Yeah, yeah. Especially, I think it was since, since buying a house, you know, and, and um, being a homeowner for the first time. Naturally, there's a few little quick fixes you do around the house, but then that kind of extends to uh, whether it's, you know, fixing toys or, or little things in their bedrooms. I've used pipe cleaners, uh, sticky tape, and even band-aids to stick things together or make them a bit stronger. Yeah, nice. This is how unhandy I am, Cam. <laughs> I didn't know that there was like a, a transformer in downlights, so I just thought it was the bulb. And I was, so every time I changed the bulb, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm handy. Yes. They kept blowing. <laughs> and then I was like, no, nah, this isn't working. I went to the light shop and he goes, have you checked the transformer? I was like, what is that? <laughs> yes, maybe. He goes, it's all right, you don't know. He's like, all right, pull the cord down until the little red box comes out of the, the light fitting and just check the, the uh, wattage on it, make sure it fits with the bulb. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally did that. Yeah, I, I might need new ones. And I went home quickly and, and checked all the numbers and stuff. But yeah, that was a, a daddy fix on the run. That was good. Oh, wow, you just taught me something. I don't know. <laughs> Transformer? I've literally been like a couple of downlights in my house, changed the bulbs. And then they haven't worked, so I've been like, oh, it must just be something in the wiring. <laughs> the wiring stuff. It's an old house, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. the wiring in the old house. 
I'll tell you a story. Yeah. Speaking of daddy fixes, so Christmas Eve at our place would have been last year. Um, you know, kids are asleep. Uh, we were outside building a sand pit, one of the nice little ones with a blue roof over the top. Um, had a few, a few drinks, you know, kind of getting into it, and everyone was hands on. Mother-in-law, father-in-law, wife, uh, or building kids' toys and things on the tools. Yep. Uh, at one point, mother-in-law trips over uh, and herself, lands on top of the sand pit and the roof that we'd just set up, oh. destroys it like you know completely. Like, do you remember me on Kentucky that day? That we were super hungover, and I just face planted on the main tent. Was it like that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Crum- crumbled underneath. I got in there. Got you know, found whatever I can. Bit of wire, yeah. bit of duct tape, and it was good as good as new. Perfect. It's since fallen off and broken, but at the time and for Christmas Day, same you look that. like the man. Exactly. Daddy fix. Keep an eye on him, Cam. Keep an eye on him. That's mum's famous last words, isn't it? Or him or her? Yeah. All right. So I've got a, I've got a listener story here for you. Um, another another guy from work talking about his young fella. He he did the same as me when he, they were really young. He's like, oh, I'm going to be responsible and take him out. I'm going to take him out to the sister in law or sister's place, and we I'll, I'll have a beer and he can play by all that. Anyway, he's um you know how you run up to the swing and go on your belly and. And swing on your belly like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's basically been doing a massive run up, jump on the swing belly first, done the big Superman like that, and he was having the time of his life. So old mate's looked over and he's been like, oh, yeah, he's having fun. Let's crack another one. Having a couple of stubbies with the sister. And next minute, <laughs> he hears just this horrible scream. And it's because old mate, little, little man's gone to do a Superman and he's missed the swing, so his belly hasn't hit the swing. He's gone all the way through, and he's grazed his whole face. Like his face is scraped along the ground. Like it's funny now because he wasn't super hurt. And he's yeah. fine, but back then, oh, he would have been just super meltdown. You know, oh, one but job. Yeah, one job. Don't let your kid get hurt. But he's gone one step further, and he's grazed his entire face. So it looks like Two Face from Batman. Um, in my my sort of um, fam- mum's famous last words would have to be the um, <laughs> the kids getting wet in summertime, like the summer leading into to autumn sort of time. Yeah. And you're still in that mode where you're just like, yeah, they're fine, just let them run around, I'll hit them with the hose and they're having the time of their life, they're laughing. Wife comes out, she's like, are you serious? Don't let them get wet, they're going to get sick. And I'm like, no, it's summer. It's like, like summer nine months of the year in Queensland so I was <laughs> exactly. like yeah whatever should be it's right now in winter yeah and now like, you're going from jet to spray and they're having the time of their life and then I'm, I'm like alright I've had enough let's go inside come on happy days and sure enough literally the next week was just sickness <sighs> and I was like so full of shame because I'm sitting there going I'm the, I'm the best dad ever they're having the time of their life and wife was right <laughs> famous last words some of those last words are actually useful then we should listen to them we should <laughs> we don't but they're like i see them as learning experiences yes yeah so next time when the wife says don't get them wet i'll listen <laughs> i understand i'll have my yeah i understand what you're saying <laughs> i'll have my last four beers inside <laughs> what were your mum's famous last words i usually get the uh don't forget xxx yeah I get, I get, you know, the verbal, I get a bit of a phone call if she's out, don't forget. 
get a text as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm very forgetful. It's like Wolf from Office. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Howard. Wolf! Hit me on everything. <laughs> but uh, even despite all of that, I generally do still forget. So like we were saying before, if it's not in a list written down right in front of me, I won't, I won't remember. Get him to lipstick it on the mirror. That's the thing. <laughs> if you want something done, lipstick it on the mirror. Welcome back to the Shit Dad Podcast. I think it's time to dig a little bit deeper, Cam. So um, let's put our little Disney cups away. I, I don't know about you, but my my cups are emptying out little bit by little bit just by talking a bit of bit of rubbish and um, keeping it lighthearted. But I think now is the best time to um, dig a bit into wellness as a dad. Um, so I saw. I follow a good nutritionist bloke on Instagram, John O'Steedman. Um, yeah, so he's got some really good content. Um, but I saw a really good quote the other day that he put up. It was, put your kids first, but don't put yourself last. So I think what he's getting at there is spend as much time as you can with your kids. Be there, be present, be a great dad as much as you can. But don't put all your energy into it. I'm sort of getting to that point now, middle of the year, kids first year at school, other two are starting to brain development. So there's a lot of emotions flying around. Right. So my cup's starting to fill up hard, all right? I want three nights away. And I don't think it's that selfish because I think it's natural to want freedom sometimes from your own reality. Like you can't just be that dad, be that homebod um, for your entire life, going from that young single guy who had a lot of fun and then you, that young married guy who has a lot of fun with a wife, but then you've got these kids and now you, you're sort of in that zone and you don't get that much time away. Not putting yourself last, there's a bit of merit to that. Personally for me, with three kids, there's constant noise, bloody emotion everywhere, three brains are developing, um, it puts strain on the relationship, it all adds up. Your love for your kids goes without saying, but I think it's not that selfish to want to that escape sometimes. So. Something that I've had personally for the last, well, since I've had the kids, is I've said to the, I've said to the wife, okay, two or three outings, like for me, a year is pretty standard. Yeah. So, like for me, that was that's my escape. I get those things to look forward to. Usually, they're big events like weddings or thirtieths or pub crawls or Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah, I think having that time away is definitely important. I'd really like to know though how it differs between shift workers and full time workers though, because. I'm home with the kids for oh, six days out of every eight. Yeah, right. Like they are a daycare some of those days um, and you got the help from the from wife on the weekends, but there's a lot of FaceTime there. Yeah. <laughs> and like yep. we have a lot of fun, but like I said before, emotions run very high a lot of the time. So it's, it's really tough, but I want to know from your perspective, being a Monday to Friday worker, do you have a bit of a closer relationship even with your kids? Um, or, and, or do you, because you treasure that time with them on Saturdays and Sundays? Or do you still, do you feel the same? Do you feel like you need to get away sometimes and just be out away completely for a couple of days? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I'm lucky in the sense that the industry that I work in still encourages us to come into an office at the moment. So we do have a bit of flexibility working from home, which I, I do take advantage of. But majority of the time it's get on a train, go into the city, go to an office. And even having that 
that time alone to the start of the day and at the end of the day is a, is a nice little kind of setup, yep. nice little uh, bookend for yourself. Um, so I certainly think that by being physically removed from the kids, you know, most of the day and then getting back for really only, it's only a couple hours in the morning and maybe an hour, maybe an hour at night, depending on what time they get home. Uh, yeah, I think the, the cup definitely does fill up, but maybe not at the same, maybe not at the same rate as a shift worker, I'd say. Um, but I, but I do think it's okay to have time away from your kids and it's okay to admit that it's not being selfish. It's just being, being, being honest and it's not failing. I think that it comes out in a form of time out by yourself, alone time, time out with your partner, just the two of you, which is quite rare. Yeah. And then also time with friends, which is what we get to do now, which is great. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know the wife feels like that as well. Like it'd be great if we could just have that sort of weekend away together because renews a relationship and all that sort of stuff but it's, it's hard having that separation from the kids as well so. i wonder what it would be like for you know a pretty i'd say extroverted yeah. pretty social and and enjoy the company of others i wonder what it'd be like for a real introvert to to want to spend a lot of time by yourself normally but then also be around kids and maybe even be forced to be around other parents all of the time yeah. that would be a bit more of a drain itself interesting yeah i think so too um it, that's like I've run into a couple at school, like um, mums and dads doing the school drop off, and you, you can tell who the introverts are because personally, I'm the one going up to all the parents, going, "Hey, hey what's <laughs> happening? Good to meet you, I'm Nick." Blah, blah, blah. And then you have a good conversation with them and stuff, but you, you go to the you be extroverted with those guys. Hey, how you going, mate? Nick, uh, who's your kid? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah. And he's sitting there going, hmm, hmm, hmm. like, I mean, I am a big intimidating ranger, so it's not maybe it's that it might be that you know but most people put that aside and just get on with it but yeah there's some people who just don't deal with it that well yeah but yeah, it'd be good to get their perspective on um time time at home with the kids mm. right i found the threshold camp i found the line i want to talk about now the like what what tips you over the edge um Start with a couple of light ones, but I think everyone can relate. Broken puzzle boxes, <laughs> missing game pieces, and missing lids for anything. Yeah. Because you can't contain that little box or whatever it is of shit that just will go everywhere, all over the floor. You don't even know what's in there. But on a more serious note, you've got, um, you know that time when the kids are in the backseat carrying on a bit, like a bit too yeah, much? yeah. And then you sometimes you've even got wife in the air, not always, but sometimes, and that does not help. But yeah, it's it's those times when the kids are blowing up in the car, you're getting a few kicks in the back that you generally ha- oh, like you genuinely have to concentrate on not crashing. Yeah, that for me is the line. I can't deal with it. And sometimes I've pulled over and just been like, "Fucking stop! Everyone stop! That's it." And you know, like I'll have a minute to myself and I cool down. And then we'll get, keep going. But yeah, you, and then you, like, you talk to the kids and tell them what they're doing wrong and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been there, that's yeah. for sure. And it's pretty dangerous as well. Oh, you, you, you're sure. really trying to concentrate. And you doing that, especially on those motorway trips down to, to Grafton and yeah. things like that. Like, it's not the safest stretch of road, some of those bits. Yeah, you know? that's right. Yeah. And if you've got kids kicking the back of your seat and screaming that's and biting each other and shit, it's, mm. yeah, it's tough. Um, another one for me is like a full day of, oh, was basically today in a nutshell, full day of tantrums. Um, no downtime and thankfully I wasn't there for the bath time blow ups <laughs> but like when I came to work 
I was like, I was at my threshold. Right. I needed to, like we were talking about last week, how you wind down, I needed to. So podcast straight on in the ears, calm down, deep, deep breaths, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and yeah. it's just, it's, yeah, the, the cup was definitely full. Like if you're having a few beers, I've, I think a, a lot of guys can relate to this. If you're having a few beers, you can be a lot more chilled out with the kids and you let a lot more go. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes it's a little bit quicker to snap as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you found that? that Definitely. You, you, yeah. s- you snap a bit quicker and you, yeah, and you, so you go from zero to a hundred. There's no, well, obviously no, yeah, there's no middle ground. There's no violence or anything, but you know, you, like your voice just goes from zero to daddy voice. Exactly. In one yeah. hit. Um, it's hard when I guess you, you're not used to generally in your, in your life pre-kids yeah. getting that stress or yelling and having these types of outbursts. No, I've spoken cool. to a few dads around it and some of them have said, yeah, I never, never used to get angry, but now I get, I get quite, get, you know, quite annoyed and it's mm. something that's, it's uncomfortable, you know, yeah. but it definitely does happen. Yeah. I'm generally quick to, very quick to react and, um, like, and raise the voice, the old daddy voice. And you can get that sort of aggression in there. Like, wife says I'm very, like, I can be very aggressive when I'm loud, but I've just got a loud voice. Yeah. So it's that it comes across as aggressive. I'm definitely reactive, definitely too reactive. And um, I've been listening to a lot of the, the parenting stuff lately and um, definitely need to be a bit more preemptive. You know what I mean by that? So, yeah. like, yeah, you got your, your reactive parenting, which is when they, the kids, like, we use the kids blowing up, for example, in the backseat. You just lean back and you're like, oh, yeah, oh. like full on, not even dad voice, just nonsense. And just, you're screaming just because, you know, that's my reaction. It's just like <laughs> screaming random nonsense. And um, I've learned to be a little bit more preemptive lately. Not today. Like I said, today was yeah. a freaking nightmare, but um, been a lot more preemptive. So when they're blowing up, it, in that situation, it'd be better for me to pull over, let them finish their blow ups. And then when you can actually talk, you're not talking over them. That's when you start talking to them and like listening, like letting them know that they're bloody heard and saying, yeah, I get it, mate. I do. You just, and then you get on with it, you know? It takes a lot of patience to, oh. to do that. <laughs> Some days, I don't think too it's much always patience. possible. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So daddy voice gets busted out a lot. Do you um, find you and your partner sometimes alternating those two different, you know, reactive and preemptive kind of roles definitely good cop bad cop mm. sort of roles yeah for sure yeah. so and i think that just comes naturally in a marriage doesn't it with kids because you you naturally see one of you blowing up deluxe and you know two of us blowing <laughs> up deluxe is just going to be a, a shit storm like yeah. you don't want to do it yeah so i think naturally you just take over and be like okay just that's take, right take yeah. a breath yeah yeah what about you yeah i find that sometimes like you said, you might be in another room and you just hear screaming or yelling and you go in and you say, okay, what's happening here? Let's all have some time or some space apart. <laughs> Whereas other days, it's me doing the yelling. <laughs> Someone comes in to try and calm you down. You're like, shut up, Morby, garbage. <laughs> sometimes you find yourself and, you, and you, you pause for a minute and you're like, oh, I'm yelling at a one-year-old or a yeah, three, yeah. three-year-old. What am I even angry about? Yeah, and then, Sometimes I don't, I'm sure you're the same. You use a bit of humour, maybe just to diffuse it. Yeah. Give them a tickle, just pull a funny face, and then pull my finger. Sudden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it helps you, but also obviously helps them to, yeah. to de-stress. Definitely. I, I find I find that sometimes doing the doing the daddy daycare kind of drop off in the morning solos is when I get the most kind of ragey. Yeah. 
the kids are pulling their shoes and socks off after you put them on. They're not eating their breakfast. They've decided they're going to unpack their backpacks and yeah. that, you've, that you've packed for the day and you're trying to get down the stairs, chuck them in the car and one of them drops their food or the drink bottle yeah, all over yeah, you yeah. you've got to change your work clothes sometimes mm-hmm. you can just be like oh that cup's so full yeah. even like something in that situation like daddy I need a wee no you fucking don't <laughs> we just uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the teeth get clenched straight away yeah. yeah that's reactive parenting isn't it you know it's like yeah. not always possible to be preemptive but um like we were talking about last week with the um the cut roast scenario it's like we've got to break the cycle and one that's one major thing I've taken from any sort of parenting um, audio books I've listened to lately is just breaking the cycle of reactive parenting yeah oh man I've, and you, you try and like do the preemptive thing you try and adapt the stuff that you listen to it's not always possible like you said it's um, but yeah it's definitely something that's um, taking more of an approach in my house is that doing the pre- preemptive stuff how do you calm yourself down after the, after all that? Well, a bit of hand in hand with what we spoke about last week. Sometimes it's not like hand over fist, is it? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> um, trying to yeah, trying to exercise or like I said, go for a walk with the dog, put a podcast on. Yeah, generally helps. Uh, as mentioned, that, that that commute home from work. Sometimes you stress from work and you you're able to just pause for a minute by yourself, set yourself up mentally to then go into the craziness. So I usually find at the end of the day, I'm pretty pretty relaxed and pretty ready to handle a bit more of that craziness yeah. as opposed to the start of the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, but then something that, like we've mentioned, trying to, trying to make sure that we are thinking about things to look forward to as a family or, or as a couple or you know, as, as mates, so just trying to get things planned in the diary, those little little trips or those little yep. events. I think having those types of things to look forward to and, and let off a bit of steam is also yep. really important. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't go wrong with a, um, once the kids are in bed, a game of FIFA and a beer or something, that usually calms me down. Um, yeah, nighttime run. Um, no one can see you jiggling about. <laughs> a snack. Yeah. With sugar. Definitely. And fat and maybe alcohol. <laughs> Hence the dad bought <laughs> it's no wonder it's that comfort food yeah. it's, it's comforting at the end of the day That's for it. example <laughs> have you heard of a, a term called Nixon? no so this is a Norwegian philosophy oh uh, it's fairly it's fairly new from what I've read it's essentially the art of doing nothing oh yes and this I can get on board yeah, with yeah <laughs> I, I read a bit about it I'm like yeah this is me to a T <laughs> <laughs> um, and what it's what they say is that instead of for example running with music you just go for a run and just listen to nothing or yeah exactly you go and you just go and do something instead of having your phone handy or or even reading a book you just literally just sit in nature or you just take a minute to enjoy the moment and it's all around taking that that little that little time doing nothing and it's apparently it's been proven to make you more productive and maybe extend the, the size of your cup, for example. Yeah, nice. So I think sometimes... It's science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone said it's science, so it must be. What's your, what's your go-to meltdown? We've got to talk about this because anyone listening would have a go-to meltdown. I think I've said it, said it previously, but uh, this is something that is much, much worse in summer as well. Because anyone who knows me knows that I tend to sweat Oh, puns. More than the average person. 
My nickname in high school was Puddles. Yeah. It still is. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> But, um, you know, as mentioned, getting ready for to daycare and getting ready for work in the morning, I've been at the point where finally get out the door, I'll get them into daycare, and I look down and my shirt is just absolutely drenched, not just the puddles, but everywhere else. And that's the start of your day. Um, so that's kind of the biggest meltdown where I look at myself and I'm like, my body is obviously reacting in the same way as my mind. Yeah, yeah. So then I take a minute, go home, change a shirt and get to work. Oh, God. And then you've got the, uh, all the kids' fluids on top of that now. Yeah. Not exactly. all that sort of gear. <laughs> my go-to, it's nothing, I'm not really proud of it, um, but whenever the wife's home and it's all been a bit much and I'm, I'm feeling a bit sooky, I'll just grab my keys and I'll just walk out the door, slam it, and when one of them, usually Mr. Four, comes out screaming and carrying on, I'm like, I'll be back when you're behaving better. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just go up to 7-Eleven and get a slurpee <laughs> or a coffee or something. <laughs> and does it work? No. Nah. Oh, well, they're, they're a lot calmer when I get back. Um, but yeah. It's a bit better of uh, a bit better than shouting and making a bit of a tear yeah. myself, you know. Yeah. Um, which I do probably too often, but. But that's you working on it, conscious <laughs> and removing yourself from the situation. Yeah, that's minute. right. Yeah, yeah, spot that's right. smart. Shit Dad moment of the week! Woo! <laughs> Our favourite time. Oh man, I've got a couple of good ones, but we've also got a couple of listener ones this week. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So this is... We've been asking around, uh, getting a lot of opinions, and there's a lot of shit dad moments out there. Not necessarily shit dads, but we all fuck up, yeah. don't we? You know, and it's starting to come out. Everyone's coming out of the woodwork because <laughs> they hear a bit of the shit dad moment of the week. Makes us feel like we're... Part of a bit of a club. That's it, yeah. <laughs> the shit dad club. I'm going to start, Cam, if that's all right. Go for it. It's, it happened this morning. I'm not proud of it, but it was one of those ones that was a genuine shit dad moment. I was at the coffee shop with all three kids thinking I was big daddy-o and everything was fine. We took a photo in front of the the, uh, the coffee box, which is Black Box in Griffin. Uh, they do a cracking brew. Shout out. Shout out to the Black Box. Thanks, guys. And um, this is more of an apology shout out for this morning's carry-on. Took a photo in front of Black Box. Everything was sweet. Chucked it on the gram. And then I started chatting to the owner. All good. The kids were sort of like off to the side a bit, but nowhere near the road, so I was, I was happy. All of a sudden, the owner's gone, whoa, whoa, come back here. I was like, fuck me. Oh, no. I've turned around. Miss 2 is on the road running in the wrong direction up oh, the road. Oh my god. In front of all these people. In the middle but, she's in the middle of the road. Yeah, but it wasn't yeah. like it was a quiet street, so yeah. it wasn't like on the Bruce Highway. It was just yeah. it was a quiet street. But the, just the fact that in that short amount of time she managed to run over to the road and be just casually jogging up the road and the boys are just standing there looking at her. I'm like Get off! <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but I've ran up at the, like I've never moved so fast in my life, and I was like, "Get off the fucking road!" <laughs> I was like, different pitches and everything. It was just, oh, it was the scariest thing. But I must have sounded like a proper cartoon character when I was that. Anyway, I've apologised for the naughty words and give little Miss a cuddle, and like she's too young to even say that was very dangerous, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I almost, I pretty much got up the boys instead. I was like. 
And you saw her doing the wrong thing. Why didn't you just get her? Like, yeah. pull her back. Yeah. It's not hard to just pull her by the collar. And, like, even if you pull her backwards and she falls over, like, it's better than running around on the road. Bloody hell. We've got a nice little listener story here. The, he, he did a similar thing to me. Remember I was talking about on um, when, when we first had babies and you sort of you say, yeah, I'll get up and do the, the feed. That's all good. Yeah. No worries. And I strategically made mine for sport, like around the sporting <laughs> sporting kickoffs and that. Uh, yeah, we've got um, Jez from North Lakes who did as many wake-ups as possible on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays because he is an EPL or soccer English soccer nut. And, um, yeah, he, he definitely... Built up the brownie points uh, <laughs> without Mrs. Knowing. Oh, well, maybe she did. But, uh, yeah, good on you, Jez. We're in the same boat there, my friend. Um, we've got another one from Anonymous at North Lakes. <laughs> it's Anonymous for a reason. <laughs> it's a cracker, though. Um, on Origin Night, uh, after a couple of couple of schooners, and they're all around the campfire doing the marshmallow thing. And yeah. All good. He's uh, got grown, grown children who sometimes get a bit lippy and um, obviously after a few scanners he's, everything's a bit rowdy blah 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 he's, he's stoking the fire the stick can't be hot yeah apparently it was because uh, one of the kids has given him a bit of lip and he's just given him a little love tap on the back oh. <laughs> <laughs> done some damage <laughs> he was in the doghouse for ages but he said it, was, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a burn or it wasn't anything bad but it was very much hot. <laughs> just a cheeky little prod. Yeah, it's just a, a prod. Yeah, just a prod. <laughs> just branded his kid. <laughs> they deserved it though. They were yeah. lippy. And that just shows them who's boss. <laughs> Reactive parenting. <laughs> what do you got? I've got a. I've got my own little shit dad moment of the week, but then I've got another great uh, email. Um, from somebody. So my moment was a bit of a what's that smell moment. Oh yeah. And I've tried to avoid uh, this time around uh, similar themes to last couple of weeks. This one is uh, my, my, my oldest had a play date with some friends and downstairs and downstairs we've got a you know, big, big setup with toys and a bookcase and yeah. um, a little cubby house. Decent little playroom, yeah. yeah. I was asked to clean up after them, after the play day had finished, and I went downstairs, did the old, did the old dad tidy up, throw yes. throw everything in a, a box no, or yeah. whatever you can. Yeah, I like it. Use your feet, <laughs> kick everything into a corner. Kick it, <laughs> it under furniture. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, didn't really bother looking inside the cubby house, uh, which was a bit oh, of a fatal man. error, because about a week later, I was downstairs again, and oh, I worked downstairs. A whole week. Oh. And it's just a bit of a, what's that smell? Something smells funky. Where is it coming from? Thought it was something. Thought it was the dog. Nah, not the dog. Sure enough, go inside the cubby house, and there's some festering fruit that had been in there for an entire oh, week. Oh, yeah. Going mouldy and all gross. So that's. Oh. Uh, this, yeah. this is that overripe fruit smell. Yeah. Any fruit after a week would be gnarly. Yeah. You're lucky it's winter though too. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, and you're lucky it was fruit and not shit. And also lucky that the kids hadn't been in there eating it after a oh. week. <laughs> oh. Kids um, really are as bad as dogs, aren't they? They'll go back a week later and eat whatever was on the floor. Yeah, one year old will. But I got a, we've got a good uh, email as well from Adam in Banyo, who said uh, he's a dad with a fair amount of experience. 11 days at the time of writing yeah, this nice. email. Veteran. Uh, that's right. Um, so 
He said, um, you know, he's been a bit paranoid, similar to what we mentioned a few weeks ago around whether your kid's breathing. Um, and he says, I've never taken such a vested interest into respiration, uh, so I don't feel stupid knowing I'm not the only one. You're not alone there, my friend. Now, he said he's had one shit dad moment so far after 11 days of being a dad, so yeah. he's, he's on track with the same as us. You're doing well. Um, so it was the first first bath time. The baby took a crap in the bath water. Been there. <laughs> um, but it was in a baby bath, so you know he said he couldn't use the waffle suck technique. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, he says, I thought I'd rinse him off under the tap with clean water in the laundry sink. However, when I was done, I was fumbling and trying to reach for a towel. And I kept him over the sink to keep the floor dry. When I turned back... To him, I realised I had the tap running and I'd moved him so water had been pouring all over his face, nose and mouth while I was trying to grab the towel. I crapped my pants, but a couple of coughs and burps later, I had a non-drowned baby. So that's a, that's a little bit of shitness from Adam. So well thanks, done, Adam. Adam. Well, not so well done, Adam. <laughs> Alright, we've got one more shit dad moment. So, this one's from Kim at Mount Cravat. So, bit of a shit mum emailing in. Cheers, Kimmy. <laughs> Good to get a diverse mix of listeners. So Kim says, uh, her baby daddy had a shit dad moment when her oldest was about five months old. He popped her capsule into the back seat in its little bracket, drove home for about 25 minutes to get there and realised that she was not strapped in. She says, always check them kids is strapped back into them capsules. (laughs) Hells yeah. And the problem with the capsules is you spend so much time like hitting, putting the base onto the seat then the capsule clicks into the base and you've got to attach the capsule to the over anchor point. Yep. And then you've got to remember to strap the kid in as well. Exactly. It's a lot of shit. And if they're sleeping, you're like, oh, I'm disturbing. <laughs> exactly. And if it's not lipstick to the mirror, I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, Kim says she's got no judgment for her baby daddy because she did the same thing when her daughter was about three. And I, I don't know about you, but I've been here where youngest or the oldest will say in the back, I'm not strapped in. And you, and yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And it's usually the days where your cups are full. <laughs> you're blowing up deluxe and you're not, and the kid is still good enough to say, yeah, strap me in. <laughs> I don't, like, don't want to die today. <laughs> um, dadisms. Now, this week, instead of like dad sayings, and last week went really well, I think, with the... Um, um, t- today, I wanted to go into fashion. Your favourite get-up, uh, your ride-or-die garment, and any comments you've got on fashion these days. I had a shocker today. I was like, um, I messaged a mate uh, who put a photo up of wearing ripped jeans. I was like, you have a stack, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you have a stack, rip the, rip the knees out of your jeans. Classic. And they're like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's your age showing there. You're, you're really busting out the dad jokes. <laughs> My go-to has got to be my baggy-ass four-year-old gym wear. It's just like I've been sweating in it for the last four years. And it's, but it's faithful. It's good. Yeah, comfortable. Comfortable and it's yeah. good. And it, but it's like got the opposite effect of the, the female I wear at the moment, which pulls everything up and makes everything look good. Mine just makes you look like shit, but it's comfortable. The ride-or-die garment. It's got to be in summer, my BCF hat, as yes. we said last week. Yeah. Can't go straw wrong. Straw hat. Yep, straw hat. Very versatile, not just for gardening. No, everything. Fishing. Walking the kids. Boating, camping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's BCF and fun. 
But what about in winter? Mine is my $5 Kmart slippers. Ooh. After a month, they wreak havoc. <laughs> they do you use them every year? Every year. No, no, no. I buy a new pair every oh, year. Okay. But after a month, they just reek. It's filth. But it's they're so warm. I've got two comments on fashion these days, right? Go, go okay. for it. I want to hear So the first one is, put your damn ankles away. No one wants to see that shit. Buy pants that are long enough to hit your shoes. Are you talking about the dads who will go to the races and not wear socks? Yes. Kind of thing? Yeah, so like... Trousers, are they trousers or just pants that are too short? Slacks. Slacks. <laughs> Slacks, if you will. And they've got that like three inch gap between bottom of slack and top of boat shoe. <laughs> that is, that's the trouble, troublesome area. I really don't like it. Yeah. Just put a stop to it. I yeah. Hate it. So you want to see normal length pants again and socks. You're at the races, wear a suit. <laughs> like a normal fucking person. It's infuriating. I'm too much. You're not a fucking Calvin Klein model, you're a fucking. Hunter at the races. That's true. And you're probably drunk within 30 minutes of being there. Wear a suit. See, I'm in two minds about it. I don't mind an old boat shoe, you know me. Yep. But I definitely do enjoy pants that actually... Reach them? Yeah. Good. Go over your legs. Thanks. I'm glad. <laughs> now, there's one other thing, and it's usually... I don't think it's dad so much. More sort of... Well, it can be, I guess, the bogan ones. Anyway, why are you carrying a bum bag over your shoulder? <laughs> Don't your drugs fit in your pocket anymore? <laughs> How many drugs do you How have? How many drugs are you carrying that you can't just fit them in your pocket? Lose the bum bag. Phone, wallet, drugs. <laughs> okay, not the drugs. But phone and wallet fit in pockets. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You look like a peanut. Yeah. And it's the the, the point of the bum bag is that it, it sits on your waist and well, they yeah. throw it over their shoulders. Now, that's a garment I could get on like on board with, you know. Like, that's the typical... If I was to dress up like the token dad, you'd go your colourful hat, colourful cap with yep. a flat brim, like an old-school one that you wear to Dreamworld, not like the <laughs> cool ones you get these days. Yeah. Yeah, you got your sunnies with the, the cord hanging around the back of your head. Just, Chase they fall off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The collared shirt tucked into the, the cargo pants with the belt. Yeah. And then your bum bag. Yeah. That carries all your supplements, mostly... Medication <laughs> and open end sandals, or what's the other thing? They New mean? Balance. New Balance shoes. New Balance shoes. Yeah. Dad. Dad. That is the dad look. Yeah. That's the only acceptable time to wear a bum bag. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board for that. Yeah. What do you got? I uh, my my go to get up is uh, just my I try I'm trying to you know cling on to my youth as much as I can, even though I've got grey hairs coming out everywhere. <laughs> got my five my five panel cap. Usually some kind of like cool brewery cap. Sometimes I wear it backwards because yep. I'm not a regular dad. I'm a cool dad. You're a cool dad. Always go t-shirt and shorts and thongs. Even in winter as much as possible. Yeah. When it's not cold. If it's cold, wear socks with your thongs. Exactly. Looks great. My ride or die garment, once again, got a lot of these, is your typical party shirt. As loud and colourful as possible. Hawaiian, Hawaiian style. Uh, I mentioned last week Chubbies. They do an amazing range of... Yeah, uh, Hawaiian and different colourful party shirts. Hawaiian is no longer just for the big fat party animal, is it? No, it's not just a Lowe's. No. It's everywhere. Yeah, you can get decent ones now. That's right. So all about all about a nice colourful shirt. And then um, I've got one comment on fashion these days. I was I was recently I was out with a couple of mates having a beer and uh, it was you know it's winter now, so it does it does get a little cold in Brisbane at night. But you should have seen what all these girls are wearing. 
They're wearing the short short skirts, yeah. the midriffs, your belly belly showing, tits out, and a normal bloke would be like, oh yeah, that would be hot. But I was like, fuck it, put some clothes on, it's freezing. <laughs> I was looking at them, I was like, do you want Shut my Shut up, old man! <laughs> Dude, they didn't even have jumpers. I was like, come on, oh, man. be sensible. Come on, ladies. <laughs> Having a daughter changed you, didn't <laughs> Oh my God. All right, let's get on to the listener emails. Thank you so much to everyone who has emailed in. Um, we're really impressed with the amount of people who are getting in touch with us. So thank you. Keep it coming. Um, but yeah, let's get on to a couple of listener emails. Do you want to go first? No, nah, you go. You go on the front. All right, we've got one here from James from Griffin. Thank you for sending an email in, James. Timothy. He says, he's loving the pod, great work. I thought I would throw you an email after listening to the last episode and thought all about the random crap I've built up being a dad too. He's got a nine-month and four-year-old girl mm. as well. So two things. And I read this and I thought, this is a, actually a very good piece of advice. Use puppy pads. We use those puppy pads you get to train puppies to pee on. We put them down on the change mat or take them with us to use in the parents' room at shopping centres because you know that you've got to change a nappy and a little git pisses everywhere as soon as the fresh air hits them. <laughs> this way it soaks it up, throw it away, no washing needed. That is a great bit of advice. Yeah, Have you done that before? No, we had the disposable change mat stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think they're probably more, yeah, that's probably more cost effective, the yeah, other puppy pads. Yeah, more absorbent. Yeah. And then another bit of advice here. So this one is for toddlers. So, and once again, I haven't heard this before, but definitely worth giving, giving a try. So toddlers are always sick and vomiting because they've licked a handrail or something dumb. Um, and, and James says he used to work at a nightclub. And what happens is when someone threw up, they put this powder on that soaked it up and you can just sweep up the vomit. Oh, perfect. No liquids. Gross, but very effective, perfect. he says. And apparently you can buy the same stuff from Office Works. Oh. So when your kid gets gastro and vomits everywhere, have this powder ready to throw on straight away. You can go on, you can clean them up, and then it'll all be clean within a few minutes. I'm going to get me some of that. He says it's only sold in three and a half kilo tubs. <laughs> so you get, a good, yeah, <laughs> you get a lifetime supply from Office Works. But um, yeah, definitely very handy you know, and helpful at the worst times when you're being a parent. So... Um, he says he's loving loving the podcast. It's tough being a dad and a mum. And obviously, um, for him, he says it was the bond with our first. Sometimes, until they can interact back again, it's hard to form a strong bond. It was for him, but as, as things go on, they're now closer than ever. Yeah. And the second is easier because he knew that would happen. Yeah. Um, thanks, James, very much for sending that through. That's great. On you, James. Cheers, mate. Or was it just Kim and... Um... Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Right, let's wrap it up there. That was a good episode. I don't know if it was as fun as the dad bod. We still had a lot of laughs, but we got real serious with the cup. Well, I think... Two blokes, one cup. You've got to get a bit serious with this kind of stuff, but we're trying to keep it a bit of balance of lighthearted and lighthearted. It's been great. No, it was good. Um, Yeah, if you enjoyed it too, uh, don't forget to email us at shitdadpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, shitdadpod, all one word. Um, we need more shit dad stories too, so keep them coming. We're loving them. They're great to, uh, to open up the email account and see all these emails come up. Um, and if you're enjoying the pod as much as us, please spread the word and, uh, and share us on your socials or just let, us, let another mate know to give us a listen. 
Um, so just just know, guys, it's not weird to speak, like I said before. Reach out if you're not feeling yourself. Whether it's like coffee with a mate, beer with a mate. Well, it's not Beer with a mate's not always the best idea because beer, beer makes people emotional sometimes. <laughs> so a coffee with a mate's probably the best idea um, or a colleague. Whatever you do, don't hold it in. Don't let that cup, uh, that fill up all the way to the top and, and overflow because you don't know what's going on. Male suicide rate. It's bloody higher than it's ever been, and um, and everyone needs to know that they're not alone. That's one thing that a lot of blokes they, they feel alone. Like go talk to someone, anyone. Yeah. yeah. Like I found even when I talk to strangers, you feel better. You know, you That's don't right. spill yeah. your guts, but just having a chat. And everyone's um, going through the same thing. You don't realise it. That's right. Yeah. So let's let's do something about it. Don't don't let your cup fill up. Um, Put a reminder in your phone for the first Tuesday of every month. This is something I've started doing in the last six months. A reminder in my phone for the first Tuesday of every month, and it's a mates check-in. Nice. I literally just met, well, I've got the, the, our mates group, so I'll just send the, um, the message to the chat group. I'm just something along the lines of, hey, feeling boys, if call me right now, I'm free, or send me a message anytime if you want to have a chat, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah. Make it your duty to ask three mates how they're doing. You'll be really surprised what answers you get. Because a lot of blokes will just go, yeah, mate, I'm sweet, whatever. But if you delve a bit deeper and you go, oh, yeah, well, what did you get up to this weekend? Oh, not much. Like, well, let's dig a bit deeper there, you know? Yeah. So you, you just make it your duty to try and dig into three people and just make sure that they're okay. Yeah, I'm going all right or she'll be right isn't an answer. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, get some real conversations happening. But other than that, I'll see you punters next week. Thanks again, Cam. Thank you, mate. We've had a cracker, and um, see you guys next week. Peace out, shit dads. Bye.